The National Museum of American History just held its third annual Military Invention Day. The event gave Defense Department agencies a chance to show off the innovations they're working on and bring a little military futurism to the civilian world. Federal News Network's Scott Mossioni spoke with Arthur Damerich, director of the Lemelson Center for the Study of Invention and Innovation, and Miranda Summers-Lowe, curator of Armed Forces History at the National Museum of American History. Military Invention Day um, was created three years ago, and we've, we've run it ever since with the idea of engaging the general public, so Americans from across the country as well as some visitors from overseas, um, engaging them in understanding what happens in military research, how the military invents new products, new technologies that actually make their way into everyday lives, and especially to show people that uh, military research isn't just weaponry. There's, in fact, a huge array of of technologies from medicine to uh, surveillance to communications um, that come out of the military that are in people's lives. And we think that message has often gotten lost in the last couple of decades. And how did you have this set up within the museum? You know, is this something that is sort of in a hallway where people can kind of walk through and look at it and there are representatives from these different agencies there? So in 2015, the museum, we're at the National Museum of American History, And in 2015, that museum undertook a pretty major renovation of the West Wing, so three stories on the west side of the building, which is, in effect, half the building. The first floor is a particularly large space and was built with a very open plaza, a programming stage, and also some really wide areas that are uh, between some of the exhibits. And so there is actually quite a bit of open space in which we can set up tables Uh, and where these different military technology teams um, can send scientists, engineers, and other inventors to talk to the public. So we use that space and really activate it with a program like this. There's two really exciting aspects about what we can do at the National Museum of American History. By having a performance space, we're able to do demonstrations like we had one that was some uh, naval scientists who were able to kind of do like live chemical reactions on the stage that were really impressive. But then um, we have the space to have the booth. So that's an opportunity that people had to kind of walk up and, and meet the inventors and the researchers themselves, which is a really personal experience. There, there's 33 displays that you had. Uh, tell me what some of the audience members got to see. The military is famous for its really exciting technologies that it has. So, um, you know, what was some some of the more exciting things that you saw? Yeah, it's almost hard to know where to begin, but I'll I'll tell you a couple of my favorites, and then Miranda can join with a couple of hers as well, perhaps. So we had one that is a reconfigurable wheel. So DARPA has designed this in collaboration with uh, some scientists at Carnegie Mellon. Um, and that really goes from a round wheel on, a, say, a large Hummer Humvee or can be reconfigured in a matter of seconds while driving into a triangular shape for extreme off-road driving. Um, and so they were able to display it both in the round and triangular shapes. Um, we also had technologies for uh, human-machine pairing. So there's been a lot of advances at Army Research Lab, some of the other labs, in how humans communicate and interface with robots and other machinery, with, of course, an eye toward the challenge that if in order to control a robot or control a surveillance drone, I have to be staring at a screen while I'm standing up in the field, 
that kind of makes me a standing duck. And so how do you do this in an integrated, more autonomous way? So you're setting a set of instructions, and from there the machine, the robot, the drone can work more autonomously. Um, and so they showcased, for example, a drone where the um, control board, the CPU, is actually built into the framework of the drone. So that helps make it lighter. So, you know, the plastic drone that my 11-year-old daughter plays with, this is a drone where the actual body of it is the computer, which was pretty awesome to see. I think to just pick a couple of exhibitors that I was really interested in this year, um, you know, of course, I have to, you know, mention that we had a table of historic artifacts from the National Museum of American History collection, which this year focused on exploration and naval exploration in particular, the Arctic and Antarctic, um, going all the way back to the 1840s, just to kind of point out that a lot of this military innovation uh, isn't new and it's been happening. And then I think... Um, they're a repeat um, exhibitor, but I absolutely love um, the team that comes in from uh, combat feeding, talking about some of the new rations and food that's coming out, because I do think um, some of this food technology, that is what will end up in our, our homes and our kitchens and our grocery carts, and it's just fun to see what they're working on. And if I can add the other piece that really makes this exciting for families are a number of hands-on activities. So we had some invention challenges. Um, the Lemelson Center team that, that I work with did one where the young people are challenged to invent a laser maze. So they're guiding a laser through a complex terrain to hit a target, which then plays a sound. They could even hook up their own, um, their own phone or music player to it and play a song of their own. But we also had this amazing uh, Army night vision immersive tent where you could go in, it's dark, and then they flick the switch on the scope and you can see really what a night vision scope can do. And this year we had some really amazing displays also from the Navy, including one where they're using nanotech to identify uh, products so that they don't get counterfeit or fake products when they're ordering supplies. And they had an activity for kids where they could basically do the equivalent of, of creating and seeing what different distinct discrete nanoparticles look like. Sounds pretty cool. There's also a Shark Tank aspect to this, you know, popularized by the, uh, the, the, the TV show. What part of that was uh, integrated within the exhibit? Yeah, so we have a stage that's in the center of the whole area where we have exhibits, and so we do uh, a different sequence of stage program over the course of the day. And this year was the first time we experimented with doing, you know, an, a, something like a Shark Tank Live. So we had three different startup companies, very early stage, talking about the technologies they've created and how they envision a future market. Um, a couple of them were really very military-oriented. So the questions had to do with, you know, does this technology work? How will it handle a very tough, you know, battlefield uh, deployment-type situation? And then... A couple of the others were thinking about broader consumer markets, and so the public, the audience, got to ask them, oh, well, what will this cost, or what will this do in my daily life? And, Miranda, you are in the National Guard, so what does this mean for you to kind of be able to show off these technologies and, and kind of bring the military life a little bit closer to civilians? 
as a member of the National Guard, I think um, I get to kind of be civilian most of the time and then be military one week in a month. And seeing the people that work on these technologies, you know, sometimes they're technologies that I, I'm using in my time with the Army National Guard or, you know, they may be things that won't hit that level for another decade, but it's really interesting to see that from both the perspective of a soldier and civilian, because a lot of these technologies will end up affecting both. That was Miranda Summers Lowe, curator of Armed Forces History at the National Museum of American History, and Arthur Damerich, director of the Lemelson Center for the Study of Invention and Innovation, speaking with Federal News Network's Scott Massioni. Be sure to check out Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com.